0: Um, Alligated. Alligated. Is alligated a word? Alle- alleged. Whoa, where did that come from in my brain? Oh, I like that. You just made up a word. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll do that again. Alligated. Um, it's usually me that can't put a sentence. Yeah, together.
0: this is absolutely the neurons are not firing. <laughs> Bang. 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 Bang on. G'day. Hello. Hi. How are you, Zen? I'm pretty well. Two short weeks. Yeah, I know. How good are they? like weird because this time last week, everything is just time is going slow and fast all at once. I think everyone mm. feels that. But this time last week we did bang on and then I headed off down the coast for but, a long weekend yeah. and now we're here again. I know. Because this Easter sort of period just makes everything feel very crunched, doesn't it? But also very relaxed. Mm. Four days. Did you go away? I did. I went down to the
1: beach as well, got some beach time, which was really good. But then I also caught up with my parents who've – just adopted a new dog. Little and Ernie. Little Ernie, and they've struggled for so long because everyone wants dogs in COVID, and um, I think too because of their age, they they really struggled, um, which is understandable. Mm. But finally we managed to get them one through this little place called Minnie's Bulldog Rescue. Oh, so
0: Ernie's a bulldog?
1: He's a, Well, he's a mix. I don't know what he is. Um, Dad says he's got a face only a mother could love.
0: Um <laughs> Very cute. I He's think you posted some pics to your Instagram,
1: did you? And it's just – it's changed their life and, like, you know, I, I think you forget the importance of the, the little animals in your life and how much it can – how much joy it can bring, especially to people who, you know – um, are a little bit older and, and you need need a bit, bit of sparkle around the house, you know? So, yeah. And Ernie's brought it, so I was wrapped. What about you? I
0: think that also, like, just on that taking care of pets thing, for people who are older, I know friends who have um, struggled with anxiety and, and, mm. and have mental health issues, and it just kind of takes you outside of yourself and, and you taking care of someone else. Yeah. Like, it, it's true. Like, when you do something good for someone else, including a pet, it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. So um, that's beautiful. He's yeah. very cute. He's very cute. So I Patty's pat his little bum. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, and what about you? You went to the beach? I went me. to the beach, yeah. I went down to a beautiful house that um, I rented with some mates in December and we loved it so much that we just went back to the same place ah, again. That's good. It was so good. Yeah. And just being in, you know, the the clear water, having – I, I felt like everybody really needed this break and it's weird thinking about um April because it still feels so close to the start of the year. But I don't know about you. A lot of people I've been talking to are just – really fleeced Mm. and I think that there's this still the anxiety and the stress of the pandemic obviously the very groundhog nature of Mm. every day is still with us and maybe even though we're smart maybe we just sort of thought okay there'll be a bit more of a an upward trajectory a linear kind of coming out of it but with all the talk of, you know, vaccinations not rolling out as quickly and all that sort of stuff. There's just this weight and everyone I spoke to was just really feeling like they needed a break, myself Mm. included. So Mm. I had that break. I woke with beautiful sunrises every day, clear water, swam in the water. It was a hell of a lot warmer than when I jumped in in December. (laughs) Played a lot of code names, my new favourite game. (laughs) What do you think I was going to say there? I I thought, yeah, I don't know. I, I just... Now um, I wanted to know what you did at your beach house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, I just heard the start of that word and I went, whoa, whoa, that's gone next level. Um, and I didn't spend a lot of time on screens, which is oh, really great. Cool. But you watched. Made you look. Made you look, the documentary I talked about last week in, when we,
0: we banged on. I took your bang on advice. Did you and enjoy I watched it? it? I did enjoy it. It's fun, isn't it? It went for longer than an hour though, Miff. I thought it went for an hour. It went oh, for like two hours. It was pretty, no, it was pretty short. It was
1: pretty short. Maybe I did some things. <laughs> <laughs> while it was on and left the room, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just picked up where you left off. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm very – is it Anne Brennan? Is that her name? Anne Brennan, the art C- dealer. Dealer. I – we had a lot of – She like was,
1: literally is a dealer. She was a dealer of illegal things.
0: Well, here's the thing. We. It was one of those great documentaries where there was four of us and we were split down the middle of whether we thought she mm. knew. And I thought – first of all, it's like – She's talking publicly on the record but maybe she wants to get out in front of it. I don't know. It felt like that feeling of a frog in a pot of boiling water that doesn't know it's being boiled. Like, And you said it last week, you know, the lies we we tell tell ourselves ourselves, when it's just like there's something in the back of your mind thinking it's too good to be true, should I follow up? And it wasn't like... no, so you're on the Paul and Jeff side of things, yeah. and, I, and me and Sunna are on the other side. Where we, were yeah, like,
1: you, know. you don't get just a whole bunch of masters, uh, <laughs> artistic masters, Without just any roll provenance. up, with any provenance, provenance, um, <laughs> just turn up and go. Oh, look, we'll have a look. Look, it looks like one that'll do. We've talked to a couple of experts, and they got it wrong too. You know. So anyway. She knew, but, you know, good on I her. want to do a good bang her, fan poll.
0: Like whoever thought that they, like if you've seen Made You Look Like Me, if you followed up from Mifs Bang On last week and you've seen I it. I wonder if anyone does. Do any of you well, follow uh, that's, up that's on Bang On? That's why I was, I I was proudly telling you that I did because yeah. I do sometimes. Sometimes Tell it takes us. me a year. Yeah. Um, other times I just don't get around to it. But, yeah. that, like, <laughs> you'd hope so in three years of doing the podcast <laughs> that all these recommendations are going I've somewhere. have not heard.
1: <laughs> like, you know, I mean, maybe people say occasionally, like, you know, um... Call my agent. I've had lots of people tell me. I started
0: watching that this yes. week too. Again, you recommended Five that to me three later. years ago. Five years later. And that that actor does look like you. The one that everyone says, the actor. Nomi. Yeah, Nomi does look like you. <laughs> she's cute. Oh, uh, uh,
1: yeah. It's it's the only, That's the only person I've ever really been compared to aside from Liza Minnelli. Which <laughs> I don't want to go with that one. I love, not that she's not fabulous, but... But it was a weird call.
0: Um, if you have watched Made You Look and you are feeling strongly on either side, whether Anne knew or not, um, mm. can you hit us up on the on the bang on inbox yeah. on, on the email? It's this in the a show niche notes. Query,
1: but I
0: like <laughs> it. I like. I'm it. here for the niche queries. Um,
1: Shall we get on with what's happening this week? There's a music, whole music, art,
0: life stuff, politics. Again, you actually shared me uh, with me a great piece. In The Guardian by Georgie Purcell, we've been talking a little bit, quite a lot actually about like your past is why you'd never enter politics more broadly Mm. and nothing bad, but just that sort of nature of... Just having had a life, a full life. And a digital footprint, you know, as Gen Xers, as millennials. Terrible photos of me, you know, clearly (laughs) not sober all over the place. But having that, not doing anything bad, but having that... That stuff, that that data weaponized against mm. you, and Georgie Purcell. Naked photos. Naked photos. Well, I,
1: you know, like remember when I did the Spencer tunic naked thing in Melbourne? Yeah. Where with five thousand other people like, before smartphones? Before smartphones, people took photos, and that ended up in a men's magazine. You know, and I've always been terrified of that coming out until I reclaimed it, and it's like, oh well. Anyway, it's just boobs. Was it? And a bit of. <laughs> And a bit of pubic hair. Anyway, it's just because I want on a T-shirt. And had I known I was getting a photo, I probably would have, you know, smartened myself (laughs) up a little bit. But it was 4 o'clock in the morning. But that's the thing. Those photos exist of me. Yeah. And I'm fine with it because who cares? I I genuinely don't care anymore. But um, that's taken a long time for me not to care about that.
0: And it seems like Georgie is on the same page Mm. as you. She's the Chief of Staff to the Animal Justice Party MP, Andy Medic, and she's written on this very thing, the title of which is Women are scared to enter politics because of their past. Right. I was one of them. Yeah. This is a great article. It's fabulous and, and it kind of
1: captures what we have been talking about. Like you said, um, she says that if we've learned anything over the past few weeks, we need more women in politics, not less, but that before you even begin, women are held to different standards mm. to men in politics. Think about like the gendered criticism of, of Julia Gillard, that sort of stuff, and um, But she's suggesting, and and this is where I think this article gets really interesting, um, and I'll I'll just paraphrase her. She says, um, we don't realise that gender disparity affects women long before we're even elected to parliaments. There's something holding us back from trying to get there in the first place, and that is things like a digital footprint because we are held to different standards to Mm. men. Um, You know, you couldn't possibly be – have a a sexual history that might be really interesting with lots of partners, you know. Like remember what Julia Gillard copped with the fruit bowl, the empty fruit bowl, if you don't have children or you've got children to different fathers, all this shit that really doesn't matter and doesn't have any impact on how you can lead Mm. or how you can actually – Look after your constituents somehow when it comes to women is important and
0: it's not. And by uh, opposition to that, mm. and then she calls out the double standard mm. as well of how this, cho- the choices that she made earlier in, in her life, which she's speaking directly to yeah. working as a topless waitress while she was putting herself through uni, which is something that many women have so done. Many people have done. Because university costs money and some people don't have parents to help them out.
1: Yes, exactly. But
0: meanwhile, a visit to a strip club by a Remember previous male Kevin prime Rudd. minister, arguably boosted his pr- popularity. Or, as we have now, this, you know these articles and these discussions and these responses are coming out because w- women and, and people have been in these positions where they've been attacked for their past, of which nothing has happened, are now watching men who are being accused of horrific sexual crimes mm. and assaults who remain in their seats of power. Still there. And, and this is why there's a, an absolute response of, oh, we've had enough.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, the what how she ends this article, and I think this is really powerful. You've been talking about that new generation digital footprint. People send sexy photos all the time; it's just part of life these days. Um, although I, I must admit, I never have because no one wants to see that. <laughs> but I'm of that different generation where you just I didn't want to, you know. But mm. these days, it's normal. Just like online dating is normal. All those things that have changed so much and. The really salient point of this article was that um, the new generation is coming through. They've got all this as a part as as their histories, their shared histories, and we need to change in the same way that we need to change our language around rape and and our understanding of what is what is the reason for it, which is stop men raping rather mm. than women changing their behaviour. She's gone to say that the leaking or sharing of past consensual sexual decisions or history. That is shameful. Um, is
0: that's the part that is shameful? The, the shift of, of not of the, shame, not the decision for a woman to, to exactly. In them. So who these these people who are using this, weaponizing this information? That's what we should be calling out. Mm. That's the shameful thing, not the fact that this exists. Yeah, um, that really hit the nail on the head for me as it's well. It's
1: really great. Um, give it a read if you want. We will put the link in the show notes. But on that note. We have been speaking a lot about politicians of late. Some news came through just today and it still hasn't been fully fleshed out. But we have learned in the last couple of hours that the federal government has announced it's going to amend the Sexual Discrimination Act to include two groups of people that I am astounded were not included. And I wonder why. Probably because they actually made the acts in the first place. Mm Politicians and judges have this been is exempt. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> That's disgusting. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, that was the
0: headline for me. It's like, okay, they're included, but hang on, what? How are they how how can you make someone exempt in a workplace? ...from the Sexual Discrimination because Act. Because they
1: made the laws. That's insane. It's not It's not right. It's not right. And things like this, you know, people say, well, you, you get criticism for, for getting upset about this sort of stuff, but this matters. This stuff matters. If the people who are making the laws aren't accountable in the same way that everybody else is, how on earth are we supposed to even begin this conversation?
0: It's a great change. I'm shocked that it had to change, Um, but the news is just rolling in. And, again, this speaks to just this reckoning that we're having right now. I was actually having a conversation with a friend last night. I went and saw Tom Ballard's show, which has also been in the news this week for various reasons. Google it. That's a whole other story. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it is a um, – it's a vitriolic show. It's a show where he's, you know, pretty fed up and – Watching that show and speaking to her afterwards, and then speaking more broadly about what's been happening with Dark Mofo, where she's done some work with artists there, and 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 this you know absolute reaction to what's happening in Canberra, um, she was saying, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's we're angry, but also I'm celebrating this. What an amazing time! Mm. Mm. There is an opportunity to actually enact change, like we're seeing this crazy." Um, change to the Sex Discrimination Act, which is fantastic but also shocking that it was the case. But the fact that people are getting angry, people are listening and changing things, that means it is different. We're in a different time now and I do have hope. All of this gives me hope, Mm. Um, which leads us to another thing that happened this week, which was hopeful, um, shocking and tiring all at once, this article that we saw, a headline, Wongatha Yamachi Nunga and Gitche actor Sharina Clanton has called out racism on the Neighbours set. Sharina's alleged racism misconduct, she said that she experienced racist traumas, she heard the N-word twice, racism disguised as jokes was mm. common, a white actress allegedly called an actress of colour a little monkey yeah. Uh, Maine Wyatt, who you would have seen in a number of things on stage, also was um, one of the first Indigenous actors cast in an ongoing role on mm. Neighbours, has said that he also um, experienced racism on set. Mm-hmm. And did you see the response from Fremantle Media on, it on this? Pretty, it was pretty Which is the production company that makes Neighbours? They've, they've come out and said um, that
1: her involvement in the show has been invaluable, uh, that Neighbours strives to be a platform for diversity, inclusion and inclusion on screen and off screen and that Sharina's involvement in the creative process and on set was invaluable and hugely educational and will benefit the series moving forward. We'll continue to work with all cast and crew to ensure Neighbours continues to be a fully inclusive environment. And you said something interesting and um, I totally agree. This was before we started. Educational. Like, it's not her role to be doing the educating of dickheads who
0: can't get their head around what's racist and what's not. And we talked about this recently about these, you know, apologies and we're learning. It's like, no, no, you actually need to. It's the next step. We've had 200 years of this time's up we need to actually move forward to that and i obviously don't can't speak for any indigenous australians but this thing that sharina said really stuck with me she said this conversation is not new we're exhausted by it Mm. it's not just up to indigenous people to shift the rhetoric or cultural landscape it has to come from non-indigenous people and i see that complaint and i and i empathize it's just I can't even imagine the exhaustion of having to constantly have mm. these conversations. Yeah. The, as educational was not the response to give, like, try harder. Do yeah, better. Do Fremantle better. is one of the biggest media companies yep. in Australia, New Zealand. Yep. Do better. Let's not put people in a situation where they have to
1: express this stuff and, and share it online for things to change because once Shireen has put it online, of course, she cops the abuse again. So yeah. it's like... It's just ongoing and it's not fair. It's not fair. Also, she'll be at the risk of being what's known as blacklisted, like, you know, difficult Mm. not to hire. So what really needs to change is the fact that if a better environment to not just call this stuff out but a better environment whereby Indigenous people aren't expected to educate the people on set.
0: Yeah, allies step up. Oh, it is a bumper fashion update. Can I just give a massive shout-out to the many emails that I've been getting? Uh, We're going to get to some of the highlights of various Bang Fam alerting us, Mm. red alerting us to some hot fashion. But first, it's been a few weeks where we've talked privately about Mm. um, a certain phenomenon and Mm. the time is now to talk about the upside-down bikini, specifically because (laughs) an article has been written explaining what the frig is going on. Now, this is the triangle classic mm. string bikini. Mm. But for some reason, particularly in the last year, but I think it's been going on for longer, yeah. certain certain women and influencers in particular, the Kardashians, I'm looking at you, have started wearing these triangle bikinis upside down. <laughs> which, yeah. you know, swimwear is difficult enough. I don't I know. know why you'd throw that into the mix. I, why? Exactly. Why? <laughs> it's I, I look I had to look up a
1: picture just then because it's been that long since I've worn a string bikini. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of, I know what it's all about. It's what? about the underboob. But why is that a good thing? Exactly. Why do you, why? Because we need a new thing since, you know, thigh gap's over, <laughs> booty lifts are everywhere, a new thing. It's got to be the underboob. And that's been going on for a while. Underboob has been going on for a while. So I think with, when you turn your bikini around the wrong way, there's a whole lot of underboob yeah. on display. And I say, good, get get those Get those out because that's where all the sweat lives. <laughs> um, I'm here for this. If I didn't have such um, ample <laughs> carriage, I'd be here for this as well because, my God, it's like, it's like a rainforest down there when, <laughs> the, when it's about 30 degrees. It's disgusting. So I, I actually think this is a good thing for those, those younger and who can carry it off. <laughs> yeah. And look... It looks ridiculous. I'm not – I've got a question about what they're wearing on the bottom part because that's not even – like it's barely a bit of material. It's a patch. It's just – yeah, you're right. It's like (laughs) a – it's like a – It's a lot of maintenance is what it is. It's like a sanitary napkin with a bit of string. (laughs) It's like one of those mini sanitary napkins with some string and then up the top you've got the – top on backwards and but I'm here for the top I've got to say that's fashion
0: oh god no that's, that's
1: smart fashion if you can carry it off if you're like me don't even try it but if you can go for it I say
0: If you're already confused about what the hell we're talking about or you need some answers, there is an amazing article that we'll put Mm. in the show notes. Another thing that I I think that, again, I've got a terrible memory, but I think that we've spoken about this before, but as we enter into autumn, which Mm. is the trans-seasonal month of do I wear stockings, do I put a jacket, Mm. let's throw it all in the mix, I never know where this day is going to take us. Mm. The shacket. Shirt jacket has come back yeah that's I'm been here been around for the pocket I like the jacket
1: but I'm really it's not much different to a jacket is it <laughs> there's no difference. it's just a
0: thicker shirt isn't it it's
1: just a thick shirt it's a flanny it's a really thick flanny <laughs> that the blokes would wear on the mountains chopping wood or something like it's not but in fashion in and fashion. if you're a woman it's called a shacket. Shacket. but ultimately it's just a flanny yeah it's yeah it's it's essentially a flanny or if you're into denim it's like a denim shirt but Still, they're
0: jackets. Like no, I believe they're called shackets. Me, sorry, shackets, <laughs> shackets, shackets.
1: Um, what else have we got?
0: Megan from Perth sent um, what I think is absolutely disgusting. Mm. Thank you for knowing, though. Her croc radar went off. Bottega, Vanita Is that how I say it? Veneta. I think so Veneta, whatever. Veneta. Veneta. Veneta.
1: Let's call the whole thing. I See, I
0: always know. ask you about the pronunciation. Of I don't fashion. know. I never read these. I haven't believed you I'm when not... you told
1: me Versace a few face. weeks ago. <laughs> But, see, I don't really mix in partial circles, so I never say these words. Mm. And it's like, you know when you read words all the time and you know what they are, but you just don't know how to say them. And I've gone probably, well, 25 years since I first read this and I still
0: don't know. And I think,
1: I think that's fine because unless I'm mixing in those circles, why would I? I'm not having that conversation.
0: If Batiga, Veneta are making crocs, then all bets are off. Or as they call them, rubber slingback slippers. Mm. These are ugly. They look like someone's melted wax onto your feet. They're oh, terrible. No. Or they look like something you should be wearing as a frontline medical health worker, which is fine, mm. but I would say more function than fashion.
1: Yeah, it's like hose out the abattoir. <laughs> <far
0: often. laughs> How much do they cost, though? $700. I'm into them then. And that's probably USD as well. I think they look cute. <laughs> I really do.
1: They've got a round toe. I love a round toe. Um, I think people have noticed the square toe is back this year and I'm not here for it. I love a round toe. I think they're cute and I would wear, I absolutely would wear if I had a spare $700. Maybe I do. Maybe I can find it. (laughs) Maybe we can do a GoFundMe campaign. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Someone's been investing in Bitcoin and they're ready to buy some rubber slingback slippers. I'm into
1: it. I, I have no problems with these shoes.
0: Look, I've saved one of the best for last, and the best is always denim. Oh, yeah. Denim is where all fashion lives and dies in many cases. Pretty much. Catherine, who is in Berlin, and a big shout out to you, Catherine, one of our many expat uh, bang fam. We love that you're listening to us from all the way there, and I hope we're keeping safe in Germany right now.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I she, hear it's pretty dire in Germany right now. Yes, yeah,
0: and pretty full on lockdown. So we um we are thinking of you. You emailed us in the midst of all that. Mm. Some Good. amazing jeans called the Mariah jeans. I wonder why. Mm. But I don't remember Mariah Carey <laughs> ever wearing this ever, and I don't think she would
1: because. She likes a, 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 a an item of clothing that flatters the figure.
0: Generally, the only way to describe this is. Um Jean chaps, and they're like different. But, we've talked about a chap, chaps before, before, but, but this, this is, is different. This is a next level chap. You've got a jean short, yeah, which but almost not
1: a, not a short short like we're used to. It's more like a sort of an A-line short. It almost looks
0: like it looks like a linen short in denim in mm. the cut and the flow. But mm. then you've got looks like an extra belt buckle, and then hanging off that you've got some denim chaps and. Probably the the most horrific of all, they're they're bootcut denim chaps as well. (laughs) The ugliest concoction I've ever seen.
1: And it's also like sort of tapered in at the knee, so it's got a wide leg, so it reminds me of those, the dance pants of the 90s, you know, when you used to sort of get around with your your big pants. But it's got that vibe to it, but then it's still chaps. And I was looking on the website that she sent us um, and it's got others also bought and there's a black pair of the same jean and I
0: thought, no, (laughs) no, they haven't. No one's buying these. I like it so much I'm going to get it in every (laughs) colour. It's awful. There's some influencers as well um, who are wearing them. And some choose to wear them with the skin exposed, Mm -hmm. some with some stockings underneath. You know what? IRL would wear. Really? They don't look that bad.
1: Uh, What? Hang on, hang on. (laughs) I'm looking up. Scroll down and see these pictures. (laughs) They're all right. They're all right. Actually, no, maybe i No, no. If I, <laughs> if I ever put something like this on, I would look like I was going off to the clown show. <laughs> you could carry it off, though. Oh, thanks. Because <laughs> everyone talking... needs to see the the top of our white thighs coming out. You talk about underboob,
0: our... I talk about side thigh. Yeah, the side the thigh. look for
1: 2021 is side oh, thigh. Oh, my God, I'd be so in fashion if side thigh was a thing. <laughs>
0: So in fashion. Thank you to everyone who messages us every week. Yeah, thank uh, tags you. us on Instagrams. We see it all. We love it all. Yeah. Uh, before we wind up an epic fashion update, can we just um pay tribute to Carla Zampati, oh. who very suddenly died after a fall and the injuries she sustained um at the opening of the La Traviata mm. opera in Sydney about a week ago. Um shocking news for anybody who knew her, who wore her designs, mm. but seeing the stories that have flowed out. I think most people knew the name Carla Zampatti. Um, She immigrated from Italy. She was a single mother who was a self-made woman, became a captain of industry and continued to work in the fashion industry at the top of her game. Like Mm. she was preparing her next season. Me me personally, when I, I don't wear a lot of froof and Sparkle, but every year for New Year's, as you know, You've we've talked about one. it before, I've got to get something with a bit of razzle dazzle.
1: And Carla's ambition Carl is so amazing, yeah. Oh, same, same. She makes clothes that are flattering for women. Yeah. Uh, they understand our bodies, and but they're also stylish and also with a little bit of enough trend to look contemporary, but also enough trend to be wearable in the future. Absolutely and that, timeless. Like, that was actually quite a magic combination and that's why she's lasted for so long. Like, the whole thing that, that, that commentators were talking about was this intergenerational ability to cater for, like, girls going off to balls or whatever, school socials or whatever, mm. and and Mother of the Bride. Like, yeah. you know, and and there was no difference
0: between the two and I, and I love that. She also catered for women of all sizes. You know, yeah. I would constantly get frustrated but by, by wanting to, you know, d- seek out certain designers that just didn't stock anything more than a 10 or a 12 yeah. and I just got constantly frustrated by that, knowing how many women wanted to wear that mm. and just their absolute refusal to cater for that market. Yeah. And Carla always catered for that market. The clothes that she wore, I wore one of her dresses to um, New Year's Eve two years ago. It was a beautiful navy blue covered in sequins, figure hugging, oh, yes. fishtail, like shoulder pads, just gorgeous. Yes. And it, it was one of the most flattering but also comfortable frocks mm. I've ever worn and that made me feel as I was on live television running up and down, scaffolding, you know, all over the place. I felt like a million bucks mm. and, and capable and that's I, – I I, think that sometimes fashion can be – we, you know, have poke a little bit of fun but fashion is art and fashion can make you feel – empowered it yeah. can make you feel like you can take on anything when you put on certain clothes it changes the way you feel I believe that and yeah. Carla did that she and was she incredible loved shoulder pad too which I, and you, I love a shoulder love pad, a shoulder pad <laughs> because it makes me feel like yeah I can take on the world and
1: I could you know it's it's the power look it's amazing and so, yeah. she will be so missed what are we going to do now whenever we have to get like our beautiful go-to's Bianca Spender
0: true yeah succession So, Vale, Carla, you will be missed. Um, What an incredible legacy you leave. Yeah. Hey, before we get into our bang on, can I share a couple of really, really amazing reviews and emails that we've gotten? I just want to shout out the Bang Fam because they've just been sending the most beautiful things.
1: Oh, that's gorgeous. Can you you let me know of a couple? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lossie, Lossie, Lossie? I think it's Lossie. Lossie made a little – Review on Apple Podcasts. Thank oh, you for everyone can you, who does on
1: Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah, pretty much any podcast app you can leave a rating and a review. I okay, think. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you later You'll on. Show me later. <laughs> Clearly, I've never left a review. <laughs> Lousy, uh described Bang on as. Um, a brilliant podcast that make current affairs feel like popcorn. And that speaks deeply to me because mm. I freaking love popcorn, mm. but I love that we make sense of the world in a pleasurable, Moorish way for you and with a fair amount of salt as well yeah, each and week. And also a little bit of grit that stays in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to floss after bang on though, hopefully. Um, Lane Cat, he's another person who works from home. A lot of people work from home and are feeling quite disconnected by that wonderful social environment that we have at work. Um, Our office friends, our office husbands and wives uh, says, Lane says, it's like having my two best friends in the office having a chat every week. And I got this great email from Ashley as well into the Bang On Inbox. And Ashley said, I enjoy being able to sit back and listen in a world where we seem to be forced to form an opinion on the spot with everything and without often being given a chance to catch up on whatever is happening and find a way of understanding with bang on, she said, "We can still find a quiet space to start to understand what is happening in the world." Oh, I love that because really we don't nice. always know no. what we feel, and we're often kind of well, that can feeling change. it in real time as well. And that, it, yeah, and it can yeah. change, and we yeah. learn a lot too. Exactly through every week. So, um, thank you for everyone who takes the time. We you don't have to do it, but you do it, and we really love it. Yeah, thank whenever you. Whenever you leave reviews and ratings and, and send us emails, we read them all. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, hey, what are you banging on about this week? I'm banging on about a podcast that I think that I've banged on about this before. Possibly, I've definitely banged on about Criminal, Phoebe Judge, my favourite potty. Um, but it's a particular episode of This Is Love, which is her other podcast. And she is such a great podcast maker and storyteller but this is one of those podcasts that when it came out last week I had two different people tell me on the day it was released you have to listen to that mm-hmm. you know when someone's so affected by something like you've yeah. got to listen to this so thank you to Gaz and to PK as well who shared this with me it's called Among the Oak Trees and it's the story of a woman from Arkansas called Ruth Coker Burks who was from Hot Springs a little town a devoutly Christian woman. And one day is visiting a friend in the hospital, um, notices a door down the hallway which is kind of completely shut. The nurses won't go in there. They're kind of scared. And this starts a period of advocacy and care for men who are dying from the AIDS epidemic right when it's hitting, when people don't know what's going on, Mm. when there's fear and everyone's just, you know, for years people are, just ignoring this epidemic that is decimating whole communities mm. and the misinformation that was going around at the time, too, which was yeah. cruel, yeah, and so she there's a whole other part of this where she basically owns a whole cemetery um oh that's a whole other story. Listen to the podcast, oh, no. but no, I can't it's it's beautiful, <laughs> like it's just that you know that 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 what I consider to be you know, what What makes a good Christian. I'm not religious myself. My parents are Christians. I consider them good Christians. They they don't espouse their religion to anyone, but they work to help people who need help in the community without any payback or anything. Mm. That's I consider them good Christians. And I, hearing Ruth's story, um, she was Aww. a good Christian woman. She's all the foundations of what a good Christian woman should be. And that's what she talks about. It's like she couldn't believe the way that... Um, gay men in particular, were being treated through this epidemic. It just didn't make sense to her in terms of her Christian values. Why yeah. wouldn't you help people? Exactly. So it's a beautiful podcast. Oh, it sounds amazing. It's, I'm it's not, so I don't gorgeous. know if I can handle it. <laughs> but you know you know what I was thinking, Like, and I don't know if this is because I'm just more attuned to it, but we were talking about It's a Sin, that brilliant series mm, on I Stan can't watch it. a few weeks ago, which is fair enough. Is it just me or do I feel like we're kind of – there's a lot of stories being told – I guess they have before, but there's a lot of stories being told at the moment about the – AIDS epidemic and I don't know if I'm more attuned to it because we now have a parallel mm. for those of us who didn't live through it because we weren't in those communities or because we weren't born then that now we have a pandemic and we can see how that's responded to on a broad scale when it affects everyone versus affecting I don't know it feels like there's more stories at the moment mm. that are coming out maybe I think, maybe it's I think just that's me. because also
1: media organizations have had to start telling these stories that aren't about You know, a straight white male, cis Mm. cis male. Mm. So I think that that's probably got a lot to do with it too. Which is great. Which is great. More of it, please, because I don't think I ever want to watch any more movies about you know cis white males (laughs) having issues, (laughs) men's pain. Men's (laughs) Men's pain. <laughs> what are you banging on about this week? Um, I've just finished reading a book called Luster, which is a debut novel from American writer Raven Leilani, and this is getting rave reviews everywhere. Um, in The Guardian they said that this is a debut of exceptional power and, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. It's about a young woman. She's in her early 20s. Um, she lives in New York City, but uh, it's her experiences of just – that sense of being completely lost at that age. She's got no direction in in her job, terrible at relationships. It's all about sex. It's about the racism she encounters and essentially towards the end, her journey, for want of a better word, towards self-discovery and her world is just hard and bleak and boring and men provide a lot of relief for her. So there's been a lot of talk about the sex in this book Mm. and there is a lot of sex in this book, so, you know, be be warned. But it's – I didn't find it sexy – because it 's about her trying to find herself and the bad choices and decisions that she makes, and she but it 's also really funny and really brutally funny and um and it gets it really twists she starts seeing an older man in an open relationship and then she somehow becomes the like his living mistress, but she 's also brought in as a way to be a carer or a guide for their adopted daughter who 's also black, who helps her to cope living in a predominantly white neighborhood and also um you know uh Understanding things like how to do a hair and and simple things mm. like that. So you're looking at this whole world through her eyes, and she's also an artist. And yeah, it's a really interesting book. It it it's that classic stuff that I love. It's dark. It's funny. It's she's flawed. She's weird. She's not very nice a lot of the time, you know, to herself yeah. especially, but also to you know, sometimes to others, you know. And it's it's I think it's a it's it's a really really good read. How so. did you
0: find out about it? I haven't heard about it. Um,
1: I think it came up on recommends on my
0: Audible, app. another audio book, another audio. You love it, don't you? I love audio. Does the author narrate it? I think so. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah.
1: Okay. Luster. Totally like I said, lots of sex, so be prepared. But I didn't find it sexy.
0: Luster R E or E R? It's L U S T E R. Oh, as in like lust. Mm. But it also could work luster, luster in the other way. Mm. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Hot good. tip. Good. Thank you. That's it. That's it. And job done. And Finn. And scene. See See you next week, you dickhead. (laughs) Love you. Love you too. Bang. 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 Bang.
1: Bang. Bang. Bang on. Did you say, Zan, that we're back next week? or no.
0: not? <laughs> <laughs> or not. I'm cooked. I clearly need a holiday. We're actually going to be off next week because I'm going to be um, taking a week's break. But Bang On will return in a couple of weeks. And hopefully I'll have some um, hot gossip from doing nothing. <laughs> hot, hot, hot gossip. <laughs> Something to look forward hot to. Hot gossip. I uh, love that. Yeah, but Bang On will be back in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, sweet. Have See a good time. Then. Promise. Thank you. Enjoy your holiday.
1: Yay.